a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. What's your question for Governor Herbert? Call 801-575-8255. This is Let Me Speak to the Governor. And thank you for spending your noon hour with us on Let Me Speak to the Governor. I'm Maria Shaleos, along with Governor Gary Herbert. And let's take our next caller, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. How can we help you today? Hi. Um, I was wondering if uh, Governor Herbert could speak to what efforts are being made to close the gender pay gap in Utah. Well, I think the gender pay gap is getting better. It's not, I think, where we want it to be. Um, we have unique characteristics and culture in Utah that makes the comparison of the states a little bit hard to have apple-to-apple apple comparison. Uh, we have larger family sizes. We have more uh, uh, children being born to women, and that interrupts their work experience. What I I can tell you, and based on our laws that we have and uh, on the books currently and, and what cities also have put on book with their ordinances, is it's okay to you know pay people according to their skills and their talent, their experience, uh, those kinds of things. It is not a factor to make a determination of pay based on, in fact, your gender. Um, and people have the ability to go to the Department of Labor and, and our own Labor Commission if they feel like they've been discriminated against to make an appeal and, and have that rectified if, in fact, it's true. Um, what we're encouraging, too, is that more and more of our women in particular need to get to past high school and get into college. We actually have more women now going to college and universities than we do have men. Unfortunately, we don't have as high a completion rate. And so we have more men with with degrees and higher degrees in particular than we do have women. So there's areas where they can help improve their own lot in life by getting a better education than what they've done by completing some of their post-high school education studies that will open up more doors of opportunity. Last but not least, I can tell you that in our own administration, we have a significant number of females doing great work and getting paid very well. And I'm proud to know that uh, I'm the first governor that's appointed more women to the bench on the appellate court than anybody else. And we actually have a majority of women on the appellate court here in the state of Utah for the first time in our history. So things are getting better. Uh, I think things are improving. And with our own unique culture, we're maybe a little stagnating or at least not behind some other states. But I think that's improving. Do you have focus groups or meetings where uh, people can attend uh, to, to see the things improving? We have not only a labor commission where you can complain if you're being treated unfairly, mm-hmm. but we also have sensitivity training, we call it, that we all of our employees and our department heads, uh, division heads, have to attend mandatorily every year 
to, to, so they can understand the uh, particular potential of discrimination in all of its forms so that it doesn't happen. So, yes, we're very proactive in that regard. Okay. Thank you. Nicole, thanks for your call today. Let's take a call from Jen in Bountiful. Hi, Jen. Hi, Governor. Thanks for taking my call. I'm hearing a lot about our schools now, and I wondered if you could um, speak to your opinion of that group, and I'll take my answer off air. All right. Thank you. Um, I know uh, I think most of the people involved in the Our Schools Now uh, effort, and I know they're doing an initiative petition to see if they can get an increase in tax rates that all would be earmarked to go into education and improve the educational environment and, and uh, student achievement. I think they're all wonderful people. They're very uh, much pillars of our society, doing a lot of great things in many other arenas. So I have nothing but the highest regard for them and I applaud their efforts to help bring this to our attention. Uh, what we're really saying is we need to put more resources and more money into our public education system. We are, in fact, dead last when it comes to the amount of money being spent per pupil in uh, Utah. And most people think that's probably not the best place to be. Uh, we have a very fast-growing student population. And why not? We're the fastest-growing state in America today. And all we have internally, um, I just mentioned the last caller, uh, the highest birth rate in the nation, largest family sizes. But now because of people migrating into Utah, we have a, uh, an additional growing uh, um, a tidal wave of students coming into education that we've got to account for and, and deal with and, and provide them with a good education. Our Constitution requires a free public education for anybody who wants one. So the, the, how do you fund it? Um, it's the biggest part of our budget. It's our number one budget priority every year. And there's only three ways to get more money for education. One is grow the economy, which is what we've done in the main. That's why we've been able to put some record amounts of money into education because of a healthy, growing economy. Two is to reprioritize. In other words, take money from one bucket and put it into another bucket. And we've done some of that by uh, shortchanging some other areas and putting more money into education. And, and thirdly is raise taxes. And you want to raise taxes in a way that it doesn't stifle the economic growth. And so those are sometimes at odds with each other. Each other. But we are talking about tax reform. I think we need to look at our taxes and the new marketplace of, of today, which is dynamic. Uh, our policy that should guide us is broadening the base and lowering the rate. And I think there's ways to do that by closing loopholes, which is really a tax increase for some. Uh, the Remote Parity Transaction Act, which is has to come out of Washington. We have a lot of money that's old but not collected under sales tax on online purchases. That's something that's, that ought to be closed. It's not fair to those who are paying their taxes to let people not pay their taxes. So there's some areas that we'll be discussing in the upcoming legislative session here at home and back in Washington, D.C., uh, but I applaud the Our Schools now. They're great people, and, and they're bringing us to the table to think about tax reform, which is something we need to do. Governor, we have just uh, about a minute left here. Uh, our next text question is in regards to multi-level, multi-level marketing companies and those who sell health cl- or have products that are not approved by the FDA. And this texter wanted to know what is being done to discourage those ventures and bring in companies that provide actual value to Utahns. Well, I, I'd hate to get in the, uh, into the debate of what has value and what does not have value. Uh, you know, the consumers are pretty smart people out there, and, and the old caveat emptor, let the buyer beware. Uh, we ought to investigate, make sure we know what we're buying, what we're getting, and uh, I don't think we have to have government have the, its stamp of approval on everything we do. Uh, that Sometimes they make mistakes, 
uh, and even our Better Business Bureau and our Chambers of Commerce. So we all ought to be vigilant in our looking at what we want as far as a product and how you market it, which is multi-level. There's nothing wrong with multi-level marketing. And uh, the products may be good or indifferent, uh, but the multi-level marketing aspect of it's not the problem. The question I understand really is, is the product worthwhile? Well, that's what consumers need to buy. You, you go down to Costco or you go down to Walmart or Smith's big stores and take a look at all the products in there. There are probably some in there you say are worthwhile and some you don't think are worthwhile. And yet that's the free market. People can put their goods out there and if we like it, we'll buy it. If we don't like it, maybe we'll try it and like it. Maybe we'll try it and don't like it. Some will make it, some won't, but that's the free market. Governor, we are leaving probably about 20 text questions. As this show goes so quickly. People have so many questions. I want to remind our listeners that you will be back on November 9th for the next Let Me Speak to the Governor, and you'll answer, your, answer their questions again then. I'll be back. All right. Thank you, Governor. You've been listening to Let Me Speak to the Governor on KSL News Radio. 